All right, this is the Coach Haas Podcast, sponsored by Sports Rehab PA and also by by Optimizers. Mike, tell us a little bit about By Optimizers. By Optimizers. So we got our favorite product, the Masszymes, which is the digestive enzyme, which helps to break down all the food that you're eating to get the maximum amount of nutrients from it, especially if you have a high intake diet, you're trying to perform at an athletic level, making sure you're getting the most out of your carbs and proteins. You can also supplement it with the P3OM, the uh, probiotic, uh, especially good to take at night. Um, also, if you're an athlete looking at using uh, casein uh, protein shakes, uh, whey protein helps to break that down as well, reduces the gas, bloating, um, indigestion, all that stuff. Basically makes it easier to digest. So if you go to buy optimizers and use code JUICY, you'll get 10% off. So give it a shot. JUICY. Right. 10% off. Yes. Love that. Love Yo. that you guys are doing that stuff. And I'm over here just having myself an adult soda. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Here. There's cheers. I have I have my water here. Michael usually does his <laughs> he usually does his Guinness on Thursday night. So I don't know where his beer is at tonight. But. No, I actually have a recovery drink here. That's the Endurly recovery drink. Uh so I did some uh, uh, hill intervals today. So using a little high hyper ice action, a little recovery, you know. There we go. Wow. Yo, hey, Carm, keep that by the way, so I can see it. Yeah, by, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And by the way, he just throws plug after plug all. So if you need him to throw anything, he's got it for you. I love it. I love it. You got to get all the sponsorships, brother. I love That's it. it. That's it. Hey, we're growing. The last time we had it, it was just sports rehab. So now we got buy optimizers and they've been great. To be quite honest, I just got a, a, a massive shipment in of the uh the masszymes the p3om and i also got one bottle of the magnesium i don't know if you've tried it carm but it's i have it's, it oh fantastic well we'll send it your way and you got you can check it out um, please do i love that yeah the thing is you have to at least use it uh for a month it, it says you know and there's a whole breakdown on it what's really cool is if you message them on instagram or something the uh creator wade will personally address your your, your questions he always will do that he'll eventually get to you um, it has a layout when to use it, but it takes a while for your body to adjust to using it. Uh, so people think oh, I'm just going to take it whenever I eat like ice cream or pizza or something. It doesn't work like that. You take it a couple times throughout the day, however you want, and you allow your body to adjust. And uh, it makes a difference. It's pretty yep, cool. For sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, we, I mean, this, this is our first two-time guest that we're having on tonight, Mike. Our first, yes, first two-time guest. Um, you're just doing so much that we needed to get you back on. I had so many other questions. I felt like we weren't even finished the last time. And now you've done so much since then. Um, so I, I want to introduce you to the, the massive audience that we've gathered since the last time we've talked also. Um, he is a sports performance specialist, folks. And he's out of Chicago now, but he's Philly born and raised. Uh, yes, sir. Coach Carmen, he goes on Instagram by Nooch underscore 13, which I think we asked it the last time, but I'm sure you get asked all the time. Your name is Carmen and you go by Nooch underscore 13. Why? Uh, it's just a family nickname. I grew gotcha. up with my, uh, yeah, you know, being from South Philly, my uh, kind of, you get these goofy nicknames, you do something one day and you end up being like, you know, Johnny TV head or some shit like that. But uh, yeah, but you know, well, have, you didn't get that name. one. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's goofy nicknames all the time, but um, just having the, my first name ended in, and, you know, I think it's just like a thing being Italian that you get the ooch tag to it. So, you know, <laughs> nice. Carol, just a, Carol, who is my mom, I call her Carol, but shout out to Carol. Um, shout out. Always calls, always would call me newt. So, you know, going into high school and whatnot, she would say to my baseball games. And then I went to Roman Catholic for my Roman people out there. Shout out to Roman Catholic, purple and gold for life. And then uh, we would, uh, the, the teammates would start calling me Nuge and kind of stuck through college. And here we are. Nice. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Hey, listen, I got to jump in real quick with that. I allowed him to say that folks. I allowed him to go with his <laughs> Roman stuff there. I'm a judge guy through and through. He kills me. I love him to death, but he is a Roman guy. But that, you know what? There's a lot of great Roman people that came out of there. Uh, my boy Ray DeStefanis, uh, I don't know if he listens or not, but he's the soccer coach down there at Roman right now. They actually just played the other night, judging Roman 
uh, in their soccer game. They tied nil-nil, just in case nil, anybody nil. Yeah, needed to get caught up there. Um, which kind of segues me into a, a question that I have. Since the last time we talked, you're actually now working. Um, I don't know what your role is completely with that, and you can kind of break that down a little bit more. Uh, you, you're with the Chicago Red Stars, which is the, the women's uh, uh, professional team out there, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so women's pro soccer team in the NWSL. Uh, man, it has been quite the journey with those guys. We are in the midst of a 10-month season. So I don't know if anyone's familiar with the normal length of a soccer season, but this is a little bit longer than a normal professional soccer season for these guys. Um, I think it partially had to do with the, the COVID outbreak last season, and they were primarily in a challenge cup, which was just a tournament. So they, that was the extent of their season last year. Um, I had a chance to kind of work with a lot of them um, outside of, you know, being affiliated with the club um, last year. And that was kind of the plan was to bring me in last year and try to work something out that way. And then obviously COVID hit, but, you know, I had a chance to work with maybe 12 or maybe 15 of the girls before that um, at the other facility I used to work with now at Brace Performance now here in Chicago, but we were in that other facility for a minute training those girls and you know I was all ready to go and then the, the shit kind of hit the fan there for a while so you know not knowing what was going to happen and lo and behold those guys decided to bring me on as uh, an assistant to uh, our head strength and conditioning coach our sports scientist Megan Young who is one of my dear friends here in Chicago awesome nice so now with, with her, how did you kind of land that position? I mean, were you, you were working with the girls prior to, and then. So, so they were training out of the, so lo and behold. So one of the girls that, so a soccer athlete who I was training at my old facility, she actually linked me up with one of the girls on the team. Um, and this was even before Megan got hired. Um, so we were supposed to originally just go one-on-one -on -one training and then I think Megan got hired um, maybe a week or two after the fact. And, you know, Meg, I tell the story all the time. She tells it, you know, when she asks how we met, hated me, didn't like me at all. Just thought I was just some Instagram clown and, you know, didn't know <laughs> anything. And she basically wouldn't even look at me because it was just weird timing because they ended up, the whole team ended up getting a contract at the other facility we were at. And they would come in there and use the gym and do what they had to do. And Meg would be in there too. And she would just completely ignore me. Never got to work with the girl one-on-one -on -one who I was originally supposed to work with, but obviously work with her now, but <laughs> it's just so a awesome. funny story. So like I'm maybe two months after the fact, me and Meg just had a conversation and we worked, excuse me, we worked out um, one day and, you know, we've been, close ever since she gave me an opportunity she said hey if you ever want to you know come and watch or just hang out and work with the girls one day you're more than welcome to and you know I kind of just kept showing up and I think that's more of a testament yep. to uh who I am and the type of guy that I am you know she didn't kick me out she didn't tell me to leave so if you tell me if you give me an opportunity I'm going to take it and Absolutely. you know here we are <laughs> You know what? That's that's something for all the young trainers out there, too. Like I sound like an old man now, but I mean, it's it's the truth. Like I had an intern over the summertime who follows you and, and, and just, you know, loves all the stuff that you're doing. Asked me tons of questions. I actually just texted him a little while ago, told him that you were going to be on. I said, so if, if you're listening or, or not listening, if, if you get the message, you know, text me if you have any questions that you want to ask them. But just, you know, you're, you're, you're paying it. You're paying it forward. It's it's just. That, that's a really cool opportunity, you know, to, to yeah. be able to, to get in there and, and to really be able to, to earn your way in there, you know, and, and going back to like with the young trainer, like sometimes you got to get your ass there and you got to just watch, you know, but, but don't think that the coach that's there doesn't see that they see you showing up. They see you, you know, coming into, they see you're interested, you know, like you got to earn, sometimes you got to earn your stripes and, you know, kudos to you for hanging in there. 
Yeah, I just think, you know, and even just being around the players, just getting to know those guys and, like, earning their trust. You know, I didn't have to be there, and they just accepted me and, you know, let me be a part of their community and their family, like, right off the jump. So, you know, it's been, like, a perfect fit, and I've enjoyed being around them and, you know, being in that atmosphere with them ever since from, like, the first time I got an opportunity to work with them. That's awesome. Yeah, Mike. Uh, so where where do you come in in terms of working with an athlete or somebody? So we're looking at the progression of where your training and stuff would be appropriate because Joe and I talk all the time. We say we don't even have any athletes who would be even remotely capable of doing some of the stuff that you demonstrate because they can't even stand on one leg for 10 seconds. Discussion <laughs> before. So if we were to be and develop like a team and we were to say, this is the, this is the track you go on. You see like physical therapy if you're injured or then you're working with strength coach. And then like, where would you fit in? When the people say now it's time to work with Carmen in terms of progressions or this is what you got to do. Um, I, I don't like to think of myself as so much of like a specialist, but I feel like that's what I've kind of become to a lot of people. People don't want to come to me and train with me as like this, you know, person that's a, uh, very typical strength coach but you know when they do come and train with me I feel like that's what they get and you know I kind of just put my own twist on a lot of things okay I don't specialize in doing a lot of eye wash I love doing rotational work I think that's the biggest thing for me is seeing how poorly a lot of our athletes move in a rotational pattern you know just from the ground up and I think I've definitely built my own niche there in designing ways and a style to get people to move more explosive through rotational patterns so basically you you do the strength conditioning but then as they progress through a lot of the stuff you're demonstrating on your instagram page is a twist or a higher level movement of something when they're appropriate for that it's not like a specialty thing it's just when they're progressing now we're going to challenge them even more and here's a cool technique here's a cool thing yeah i think it's funny like you know, it's a very basic strength program that I'll line out for them. Mm. And then if I see something that I feel like I can benefit, maybe one exercise. So a lot of the stuff that I post is literally from an exercise. If my athlete's not in it, then it's myself. But that's literally what I've done with probably somebody that day. That I'm like, all right, I feel like the, uh, the grammar people that are watching this or following me can kind of benefit from this. And, you know, if they want to know more about my thought process behind it, you know, I'm never shy to talk about that. Uh, everything I do is a reason and it's something that I saw a need in some aspects for that athlete. So, you know, everything has a reason behind it. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I mean, where, where is the, where's the creativity coming from? Like, what do you, what do you, I mean, I was watching some of the videos before we came on and I'm just cracking up because you look like you're freaking acrobat. You know what I mean? It's, it's very, and like Mike said, it's, it's so graceful and so fluid that a lot of the kids are very challenged. And again, we're dealing with injured ones. So, you know, getting them back to even being able to, you know, to bound from, from one leg to the other is a challenge sometimes. And adding in that rotation with, 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 with good balance is really challenging, but like, where does the, where's the creativity coming from? And, I've just watched a ton of way people move and how they, you know, develop over time, you know, being around the the actual sport now. So just seeing, being around soccer all the time, like watching and where there's weaknesses and just kind of having the toys to kind of play with in the facility, it helps a lot. So you can have all the toys, but not knowing how to like develop it or use them. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I will, give myself some time to kind of just toy around with things on my own. Um, I'm never going to be that person who's just going to throw an athlete or anyone for that matter under the bus and just be like, all right, first day we're doing this movement and, you know, I'm trying it for the first time on you. You know, everything I do is kind of just me planning it out or doing it or maybe running through it with another coach who I trust that I can kind of put in that position. But, you know, there's time, we don't just wake up and these things happen for right. me, you know, I'm just right. kind of planning these things. And I'm like, hey, if we kind of tweak this this way, or if we do this this way, maybe we can get a better result out of it. I've been doing a lot of like ipsilateral 
working to my rotation now. So mm -hmm. trying to develop that way and seeing some good results for some of my golfers and uh, fighters too, just from like their power output with like the Kaiser stuff, like the Kaiser stuff is like the, the best stuff in my opinion to see how we can go from one rep, our power output and like our peak power, how it, the variance of it from like rep to rep. So right, it it's measuring it right then and there. So you're able to really see yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. What is the, what is the biggest thing in soccer now that you've been around that? And that's not, that's not your natural sport. You didn't play it. Right. So like you're watching it. So it's more about movement than anything, right? Like I didn't play soccer either. And I've, and I've learned it because I've learned to understand the movement behind it. But what would you say is probably the biggest thing that, that, that soccer athletes that you've seen are missing in their training? Uh, I think it goes hand in hand with like basketball too, like hamstring strength. I feel like getting the hamstrings a little bit stronger and kind of developing um, from there, like the ground up, man. So We've more deceleration. Yeah, more D cells. Um, I think lateral movement. I mean, it all depends. I feel like I was out there with the pen and the paper, just taking notes on players, taking notes on like movement, who who had them categorized of who needs this and who needs that during preseason and kind of just from like the players who I didn't get a chance to see right. um, a little bit longer. So, you know, I had a bunch of the girls in before and like during our preseason stuff. So I knew what to expect from them, but kind of developing their lateral movement, who likes to cross their feet too much, who does this too much, you know, it's kind of just teetering on that line of, you know, t tinkering, but not tinkering so much that it messes them up because they, you get set playing a sport. I feel like any sport you get stuck in like your pattern and you kind of don't want to mess with what's comfortable. Yeah. Yep. So if you can kind of develop it and kind of twist it a little bit and just steer them in the right direction, I feel like that goes a long way. Well, you talked about lateral patterns and you just talked about basketball. And it's interesting because I'm actually working with father judge basketball right now. Um, what are oh, your man, thoughts? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can help you out there. Then they play Roman. I don't know if I can help you. Well, you, guys, you guys aren't in the same conference. I don't think they would let you play. Us, uh, you know what? I think they do. I think they do play. I think they do play. Um, I don't let me know, know how I, it goes for you guys. Yes. 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 Now, so, so as we as they're they're shuffling and you're big with the lateral movement what is your philosophy and what is your take on that that defensive shuffling where the where the feet are really opened up what did i mean you you know the shuffle i'm talking about what, what yeah, is your, are I, you going to sit there and really correct that are you, i mean because it's your I mean, take if we're on moving it, side to side I, I mean our feet have to come together on that shuffle though so if we're going to, we're trying to cover ground, I mean, the feet wide is not going to help us get from point A to point B, right? We're going to be a lot less, we're not going to have any force to kind of push off and move. Our feet have to kind of come together. I think one of the guys who I studied a ton from was Lee Taft. And he, I don't think there's a better guy in like our industry to learn from than that guy. So in terms of just, especially like his movement patterns and right. everything he coaches through basketball and the shuffles and his, the way he goes about like talking about crossover steps and um, his acceleration patterns through lateral movement. But I just feel like if you're going to stay wide, you're going to have a hard time, <laughs> you know, kind of defending. Well, just with your feet out like that too. Yeah. It's, you know, like I, I understand where they're coming, but it just, it's only in basketball. And it's like this, this awkward type of shuffle that they, they, and I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know what? I want to drive myself crazy if I'm trying to correct. 15 kids on their foot pattern because their coach is going to teach them it in five seconds from now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it just, to me, it just doesn't, I, I don't understand it. So as a lateral movement, not specialist in that, but just movement specialist in general and that lateral pattern that you use a lot, I mean, does that, that movement make sense or is it something that needs to be corrected? No, leave it alone. I, I mean, if you're more, if you're looking at it as more of like a stable position, being that wide, sure. If you feel comfortable taking a little bit of a smaller step and you kind of keep that defender in front of you or the offensive player in front of you, sure. But if I'm trying to get from point A to point B, I do not want my feet that wide. Right. It's not going to help me. Right. Because you look at guys, especially if we're trying to flip our hips and get to another position, it's still not going to be 
Right. You're, so you're not going to be in a position of power to get. You're not you positioning yourself for the next position that you need to go into. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think uh, another thing is just like one movement that I worked extensively with. I, I, it's hard to teach or you, you kind of just go with the flow. You have it or you don't. It's like that plyo step. So if you're in that, um, so whether you call it a false step, bio step, or like the stretch shortening step, whatever you want to call it, is when you kind of shift those hips and kind of drop down. You know, it's harder to explain, but I, I did a lot of talking about it in my presentation when I was in uh, Ukraine. So I did a lot of, you know, kind of reiterating that and just making sure people understood. So if you watch a, a running back or like if you tell people to stand on a line and just kind of go just watch their their movement. So what's going to happen is they shift down and kind of take a step back as opposed to forward, mm. you know, just kind of getting their feet into the ground and readjusting their feet and then going. So it's not like you're moving backwards, you know, backward step is when our hips actually travel backwards. So the hips aren't traveling. You're just kind of readjusting your feet to kind of propel you forward. So I've done a lot of talking about that and, you know, you get some, good answers and people trying to tell you that it's not like helping you, but. So you actually believe in the false, the, 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 the back, the back step is actually propelling you forward because it's, it's actually the position of where the hips are. It's not so much absolutely. The going backwards. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's the same thing if you want to go side to side, right? So you're basically you're just readjusting from the ground up and then you're on your way. You know, not too many times are you, watch at every sport how many times are we taking a crossover step as our first step you know if you're right. taking a crossover step as your first step you're screwed right 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 because if you got to go right. back the other direction yeah now, you, now I you're mean, unless you're really good at <laughs> really, yeah right if you're really good at crossover steps that that might work for you but chances are you got you know yeah you're gonna be beat there i mean you use ladder drills you use like a jody ladder at all I'm not a big agility ladder guy. I mean, I don't have. I'm, I'm just curious. Uh, it's it's not my favorite thing. I think we, I don't, you know, the thing is, I think it just has a, a bad name because no real agility actually comes from that ladder. I feel like it's more like a motor skill ladder than anything yeah. <laughs> as yeah. opposed That's to actual I'm agility. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for our older demographic and for people that are at, that actually, you know, just need to get some type of motor learning from the ground up, I don't have a problem with it. But if you're going to sit there and do these like ballerina um, toe tap, taps and this, that, and the other thing, and just try to pass it off as speed work, then it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> well, like, come did on. you see our, our podcast? You brought on the quick board. You familiar with the quick board? I did not. Sorry. Yeah. So quick board. Um, uh, you might really like this part. I mean, I don't, I don't it's know. Unbelievable. <laughs> Well, it's interesting because, you know, we're looking at that as some future for, you know, rehab. And uh, it's it's basically like a dance dance revolution, but it's a dot. It's like a dot mat, Carm. It's a dot yeah, mat okay. that it's supposed to eliminate your vis your um, visual reliance. So gotcha. a lot of at, a lot of athletes look at their feet. And I say to all the soccer players you get when they're doing their footwork, looking at their feet. And they try to argue with me. Well, I have good peripheral and all this. I'm like, no, you don't. So <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, that you know. I'm like, if you are playing on a field, you need to have your field awareness, especially soccer. You need to know where you know, obviously, the goal is the proximity of defenders. You need to know where your teammates are. If you're looking at your feet, you reduce the ability to do that. So you need to understand where your field vision is and understand where your feet are. So the quick board is something that will do that. There's also research showing that after a major injury, like an ACL, you get kinesiophobia where almost people are scared to move and they, they lose the ability and the awareness of, of their foot and their leg because they're kind of guarded, especially after being in the brace. So what this thing does is it has like visual patterns that come up and you have to look at the pattern and they have to place your foot on the dot in different patterns and stuff. There's a lot of different, um, metrics to do different patterns. Um, I played around with it by using like a metronome and putting pieces on the floor and then having dots on the walls to kind of having some of them we don't have it in our clinic, but similar thing and seeing how well they could respond to the sound and moving the foot and, and getting that reaction time, but not looking at the foot and looking forward. And uh, 
I'm saying that a lot of that has better outcomes in terms of getting that neuromuscular control than just doing a ladder drill because the ladder drill, you know, again, you're looking down where your feet are, you know, you're focusing on that and this, you're actually looking ahead and trying to feel for where your feet are. So it's really interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, we'll have to send you over the link. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. I mean, we do a lot of, we did, um, it was like the, I forget the the lighting board I played around with a while back. At the Blaze Pod? We did, we had the blaze pods. We tried the blaze pods and the, there's another one that basically just stayed in front of you. I, I think it was like one of the first lighting things like that kind of- Like fit light or something like that? Yeah, fit, fit light. That's exactly what it was. So okay. they had the board up and, you know, the, the things would just pop up and you kind of just yep. tap your hand as it moved. So yeah, I played around with that a while ago. So that was pretty cool though. Take me back to your, uh, your time in the Ukraine. How was oh, that? That that was an experience. It was definitely an experience. So um, it was a what was it? So we flew into Istanbul first. So it was about eleven hours to Istanbul, and then another two and a half mm-hmm. hours to Kiev. So and wow. then another hour and some change to the hotel where we went. So that wow. was our travel time. Yeah, for like three days. So basically, they're uh, I think eleven hours or something ahead of us. Okay. So basically, I was up for like two days straight, almost. <laughs> now, was this your first time actually like speaking at a conference? Um, a conference like that, but I've, we've had our own. I've run some of my own here in Chicago, right, so it right. wasn't my first time. But like having there was like over a thousand people there. So <laughs> that's incredible. Now, did yeah. they have a, a, a translator? Because I mean, not everyone's they, they speaking did. English. Okay. Yeah, they did. It was interesting. I mean, the whole aspect of it was you don't really understand the, the nature of what you do or the reach that you have until you're in another part of the world. Um, Absolutely. So it, was kind of, it was definitely, yeah, it was definitely a humbling experience to, and, you know, that you're providing value and education to people that you would never know or uh, watching you. You're creating an impact. And then that's, that yeah. absolutely is humbling. If you're, if you're an actual human being like that is, that's humbling stuff, you know, to be able to affect that many. And that's just the people that were there that, that knew you like, just think about like all the other countries and people, you know, with all the followers you have, like, it's just that it's just amazing that, you know, that you're able to do that good stuff yeah it was it was surreal i mean people asking me for my autograph and you know, <laughs> i wanted to take pictures of me i'm just like i'm just a coach man right <laughs> like, i don't just, see anything yeah i signed yep. a bulls jersey it was wild that's a bulls jersey <laughs> yeah oh, that's was, crazy that's I crazy just, i'm just like man this is crazy like i mean every time so they literally had it's, it's just funny even talking about it because they're like they had to have people just like tell people to stop coming up to us and trying to get our pictures with us. And they're like, leave them, leave them alone. Just leave them, That's leave them alone. crazy. And like the videos and everything that I, I posted, like it's not even, you know, it doesn't even do it justice to what it was really like being there. But, you know, I was there. I had Are you the only American there? Only American there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How yeah, did they so- find you? I mean, Instagram, like everybody yeah, else. Yeah, 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 I was just, yeah, it was a pretty dumb question, but I just, I, yeah, I just, they just reached out and said, Hey, listen, we're, we're doing a conference out here and we would love to have you out. Yeah. I mean, this was supposed to be the March of 2020, right? When okay. COVID hit. Okay. Okay. And yeah, so it's been a while for me to get out there. So, I wow. Mean, yeah, that's what a long experience. Trip, I made man. some. Yeah. I mean, I made some great connections out there, so I can't, you know, the, in the long run, those three days and the, the crazy travel were well worth it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I had an hour and a half to, uh, give this presentation and I took, you know, I tried to fit basically everything that I do when an athlete comes back from, you know, their season and whatnot, into about an hour and a half wow so the pro the process i take maybe within like the first month or so you know trying to prep them and you know working on cha- like change of direction and um things of that nature like how we build our warm like how i build my warm-up 
how I build my drills out. So it was a lot. And the, the, you know, the craziest part about it was it was in like an old uh, basketball gym. Yes. So like an old basketball. Yes. Arena. It looked like, like Hoosiers. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. That's exactly what it looked like. That's exactly what it looked like. So that was like the main hall. There was a bunch of these halls in this area. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool, but the floor had terrible condensation. So it was wet and oh I'm trying to like move around. So I, like some of those videos where you see me moving, I'm like trying, I'm like going maybe like 60% of what I would usually go through that. Cause I did not want to fall on my ass in front of these people. <laughs> so, so we have, wet. We, we have one way to slow Carmen down folks, <laughs> put him on a freaking wet floor <laughs> and he can't go so fast. Mike, then he looks like, they'll look like me then, you know, like put him on a wet floor. Now, now we know. All right. So <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I was like, so, do not yeah. fall. Like, yeah, right, right. I felt it the day before and I was like, oh shit, I'm going to have to like modify my presentation because of this. Keep them yeah. feet underneath you. You got to keep them. Seriously, man. Nose under the toes. The old nose under the toes. saying nose under the toes. You'll be all right. Yep. Yep. But seriously, I had people. It was funny because I had people coming out and like demoing and there were people tapping out after like the first maybe 20 minutes of my presentation. I was like, oh, you thought you were just going to come out here. We were just going to you know, do some regular ass bullshit, huh? Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. You're going to learn today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're going to learn once today. Those, once those A skips came out and the B skips and all the, the other skips, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go get some water. I'll be back. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So, yeah, I mean that I'm sure Mike had some questions as far as the, um, you know, the, the build out and the build up, you know, like, cause we had, uh, we had, John uh, Shackleton, Coach Shack, uh, out of Villanova, the strength coach, and we were intrigued about like when he brings these guys back, you know, from from the offseason. Like, what what is that? What is that? You know, that first phase look like when you're back with them athletes, you know. And obviously, we don't have another ninety minutes, but you know, just a similar kind of give us a little bit of a breakdown of what that kind of yeah. looks like. Um, uh, very basic. So what I go through generally, you know, I'm getting everybody out of their shoes. So there are no shoes allowed when we are training, um, getting back because, you know, they're in depending on the sport, what kind of footwear we're condensed in for how many months. So I'm doing work on the feet, you know, mobility drills, um, a lot of skipping, a lot of basic acceleration starts and things of that nature, basic lifts, just kind of reacclimate them to, you know, basic general fitness to where they need to be in order for us to kind of program throughout the, uh, the season and the off season. Um, yeah. So just to give you kind of a sense of where we're at with the soccer team, you know, it's a 10 month season. It's going to be another 10 month season. That's going to kick right back up in February. So if you get to the final, you get to the end of this, you know, you're going into the middle of November and then you're going to kick right back up into another 10 month season. So you're going to be pressed for time. Um, you know, maybe short amount of turnaround, maybe a couple weeks off, if that, and then we're going to roll right back into it. So, you know, as much as I can kind of hammer home and, you know, clean up some movement patterns, uh, especially with my athletes, not this soccer team in general, but anyone I'm looking, I'm seeing what I can clean up and that's how I'm going to kind of build on what they need. So especially if I'm around them and I see, um, something I know that they need that specific work in. I'm going to make sure that that athlete gets that specific need in their program. What do you do to make sure that your athletes are accountable? Cause our biggest, you know, especially at the high school level, they come in and do their session, whether it's a PT or with Joe, making sure that they're complimenting on the days they're not in there or doing the stuff home. Like what do you give your athletes and how do you know, like how do you get them to do this stuff? Is there, is it different? Cause maybe if they're higher level, they're more focused. I think it's just more of a higher level thing. I mean, you know, that's such a structure. Now I think, you know, giving homework with some of these guys, I don't think a lot of them, like the higher athlete guys are going to particularly do their homework. You know, at this point, I'm not condensed there. I mean, lower athlete, lower level, like the high school, college kids. Absolutely. I think I just kind of do more of the mobility side of things with them and stay in leave the strength side of things when they actually come into the facility. But I have definitely seen some um, good results just given mobilities and just like telling them to stay on top of their skipping and 
you know, the wall drills that I like to do with a lot of my athletes too. So just keep it basic, keep it body weight, and hopefully they uh, they follow through with it. Do you do any, like, uh, sorry, Joe, say, do no, you yeah. do any specific, um, like, footwork, like specific foot drills and stuff? So you know, there's a big focus on the foot. Like, I know in PT, I had to do a lot of, like, basic shit with them. Like, a simple, like, the little toe yoga thing, trying to move your toes. You'd be surprised how many people cannot move their toes. It's crazy, yep. you know? Yep. But you're guilty? No way. <laughs> oh, I can't move my, my I've, I've had so much foot trauma to my right foot. I can't, okay. I can only move my right foot, my big toe. I can't move the other toes. Yeah, I can't. Mm. So wow. I can't, if I, you okay. know, that you put your big toe down and try to lift the yeah, other Yeah, and lift the other four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't do that. <laughs> That's no interesting. Shot. That's interesting. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I've had so much trauma to the right foot, either the other foot, so I can't do it. Yeah, I don't have that motor control. But the one thing that gets me by is having this big ass arch in my foot. So that's pretty. <laughs> I was going to <laughs> ask you about like yeah, the rest of the structure yeah. of the foot. So you have you have a you have a high arch. Yeah. I have a gigantic arch on my foot. So and I you know, I've had many people tell me how jealous they are about the uh, the arch of my foot. But that'll make you springy, know. huh? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that helps me a lot. I, I always uh, take it for granted, but I see other people's feet and I'm just like, man, how's your foot so flat? And I was looking at my feet and just like this guy right here. Like, rrr, rrr, rrr. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. I know my, my younger son plays soccer and, and we've, I've been getting him into the gym and, you know, we got shoes off and his feet are just like, and I'm like, bro, I'm like, shoes off. As a matter of fact, socks off. Cause we're going oh, yeah, into, we're going into, too. we're going into big toe work and he was having issues with his knee. I sent him over to Mike and, you know, we went and, and banded up his big toes and he went into squats and boom, all of a sudden he had no knee pain. Love that. You know, and you could just, you can see his feet just wanting to create arches as he's still like, they're, they're like, he's like looking at them and they're almost like doing stuff on their own. Like, he's like, how's this even happen? I'm like, your big toes are just so important. You don't realize that. I mean, like that, especially the big toe extension, you need the big toe extension and, you know, but you can be blessed and have high arches and, <laughs> and not have to worry about that. But yeah, you got flat feet. You're listen, flat feet are begging for, for ACL injuries. I think that that's really what, you know, um, what I've seen so much of Mike, what do you think? I think it's, it's those little drills. Like, it's not like, Oh, you're not going to be a great athlete because you can't do this with your toes. I think it's just, this makes people a little bit aware of the ground, you know, and especially if the ankle mobility is an issue or they're wearing, you know, some of these kids come in wearing these goofy shoes, you know, Carmen, I know you like your shoes, man. I see all the posts, but you know, you, you have a balance of the shoes and understanding mobility. These kids don't, they just come in like slapping their feet around, sludging along, you know, and, and their feet just get all locked up. So I think those drills help them understand the grounds. So, I mean, like, I don't have the best arches. I mean, you can say I'm a little bit flat-footed. But then there's some people that are, like, really flat-foot. I just think it's, it's the neuromuscular control. What can the person demonstrate? And then if they're really struggling, then maybe you might add in something like, you know, a little bit of a shoe, a little bit more of a support and things like that. I always like to see what the athlete can do themselves before adding the shoe. You know, I like to, because then you start throwing too much equation into there and they start adding like taping and rock tape and all this crap. Let's just see what we could do with the neuromuscular control. And then if we're still having issues, then we can slowly implement some things and start from there and see where we're going. People aren't going to go out and just buy a shoe without fixing, you know, the neuromuscular control. And it's like, let's just see what the human body could do first. You know, so that's kind of how I see it. And, uh, you know, see what they could demonstrate. Cause sometimes you can, you can improve that. I mean, you know, you're not going to like all of a sudden like raise the arch up, but you'll have better control of the arch and the foot and the awareness, you know, and see what happens there. No, I agree with you hundred percent, man. I mean, we're doing the, uh, a lot of big, big toe stuff. I have, uh, which is a really cool drill to, uh, get people standing like the, um, just a little, a plate. So one of the, um, Alico plates on the, uh, outside of their foot. So I have them. Okay put the outside of the foot on the uh, Alico plates and then kind of try to get their big toe or the, all their toes on the ground um, and then kind of hinge right. into it. So you'll feel it like right away into yeah. in that foot and then kind of just walk around a little bit. So you'll actually get the foot to actually activate and you'll feel the foot, the, the, your whole foot on the ground a little bit more. Interesting. It's cool. You should try it. 
in there. Yeah. So definitely right. have to try that. So since we're on all this, you know, uh, from the feet and, the, and you're a guy that works from the ground up, can we talk a little bit about the anterior tibialis and, and the importance that that plays in? And, and you know, I, I don't know where you stand with this, and, and uh, I don't know if you've seen him on Instagram or not, but the knees over toes guy, and he does a lot of this stuff with the anterior tib, the monkey feet, whatever it is. I have this, <laughs> I have this machine that actually does a lot of uh, – dorsiflexion and works on that. So we're doing a lot of that coming back from the ACL injury because I've, you know, I've, I've seen so much of how important, uh, what an important piece that plays in the, the stability of the knee again, but like how much work are you actually doing with that part of the, of the, of the body? Oh, we do a little bit of work. So I'll work some of my D cells with that. So like a uh, single leg and I'll actually have people kind of, you know, turn that doing that internal rotation a little bit of it so you actually can see it turn on and turn off especially when you're barefoot but speaking of that guy it's just like man whatever works for you just do it so, yeah. i mean i feel like that's the way a lot of instagram is geared and a lot of these personalities are you know formed on instagram whatever works for you go for it man yep yeah yeah i'm not i'm not one of these gonna be one of these guys that leaves comments on their people's shit and just like oh well why are you doing this? Or like trying to be this confrontational trainer, whatever works for you, man, stay out of my comments, leave me alone. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Look, I mean, the, the, the importance of it, like, I like what he's going with, with, with some of his stuff as far as is, you know, like, yeah, is some of it could be gimmicky, you know, as far as like, you know, selling that piece of equipment or whatever. But I, I, I like the concept of where he's coming from as far as the importance of that, because I think that that gets really neglected as far as, uh, when we talk about the, the rehab of the knee um, and I see that the more I'm doing that now, I see that there's, there's less knee pain and there's a little bit more knee stability along with the posterior chain, which you do a lot of as well. Yeah, man. I, and now that, like I said earlier, like having the toys and, but not being able to use them. I, I love the facility that I work in now. We have all the posterior stuff. So you know, we never had it. I didn't even have a glute ham at the other place I worked at. So being able to toy around with some different movements on the glute ham and, you know, having the belt squat and the, uh, the air squat and things of that nature just over there. I mean, it's done night and day for myself and for my athletes. So have they brought in, have they brought in any new equipment since you've been there based on any of your suggestions? Uh, we have some new equipment. I just can't talk about it because we're waiting to like roll it out gotcha. but i'm sure you guys will see it and enjoy it because it's one of a kind i'll, I'll leave it at that awesome. not too many people there's not yeah it, it, there's not much of it in the country that you know what corn that kind of sounds like what we got going on <laughs> uh i'm not gonna lie i got i got a couple pieces of equipment coming into the facility uh that i just made a purchase on the other day um, that are basically, it's not, it's not being used in the United States right now. I will be one yeah. of the first to be using it. So that'll be interesting. Uh, it's probably not the same thing I would assume, but I, I'll be very curious to see what you got rolling out there. And, and this is based off of your suggestions and, 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 Oh no, not mine. Not mine. Not mine at all. My, my boss, Kyle Bracy, he's, He's a madman like myself, so. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, he's, he's a great mind, and, you know, he I don't know where he came up with the idea where, like, their thought process was, but I'm glad I'm a part of it. That's that awesome. Much. Yeah, I love those guys. Is there anyone uh, else out there you like that is kind of doing similar stuff to you that you network with, that you kind of bounce ideas off with, that you really think is on the same page and isn't? like an Instagram clown or something, but if someone is legit, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel like the, the group that we have over at Bracey, they're very creative and, you know, they, they're not on Instagram as much as, you know, I am, but those guys that I work with, they're great. Um, Megan's great. who I get to work with, um, you know, I, I kind of, I don't really reach out to a lot of people if that, I don't know how that sounds, but um, like I'm more than happy to talk to anyone and, you know, chat with them about the um what i have going on in my methods and things of that nature but i just feel like i try to stay off of instagram as much as possible but i'm more than happy to talk to and kind of link up with as many people as possible but 
being in that environment with the guys we have over there because they're very much willing to uh, try some new things out and, you know, see what works. Um, it's done a lot for me as a coach and just like helping me grow what I'm trying to do with my own stuff. So it's, it, I can't say enough good things about that place. That's a good segue into me kind of giving, giving you an opportunity to throw some plugs out there. Like, is there, if somebody wants to work with you, um, like have you, do you have online programs that you've, that you've created? Like what, how do they, how would someone go about working with so you? Been working on something. <laughs> I have the, uh, train, the train heroic app going right now. So it's all, it's all yeah. movement. It's all movement based. So I, I get questions all the time about that program in general. You know, I just think there's a lot of misconception of um, what we kind of need to do before we work out or like these dynamic exercises we need to get into before we actually get into our actual lift. So, kind of made this very simple, you know, effective program. It's a, a monthly subscription-based program, mm -hmm. three times a week, no more than six exercises that you can add it as like your warm-up. If you want to do it as a standalone for the day, you could do it as a standalone, a lot of skipping, lateral, mm -hmm. la lateral movement. You need a medicine ball. Is it and you in the video or is it somebody um, else? Yeah, it's me. No, it's gotcha. me. It's me. Yeah, it's me. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. So you have that to work off of and replicate. <laughs> <laughs> look just like me doing it yeah 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 but yeah, sure so Joe, yancy does his training through the heroic app that's something new he got off the website and he has it so the train heroic i think is just a platform that allows yeah. you to put your yeah. training on there just log in yeah i use it, trainer so, rise yeah. right now but i have looked into train heroic um it's basically the same concept i basically use the platform to uh put my youtube videos up on there so it's actually you nice. could use videos of other, I think Train Heroic is the same way. You can use videos from other people, but you can also create your yeah. own videos and put them up. Now, do you have you to can. hold do you have to hold yours on a YouTube platform in order to put them up there? You do. Yeah. Okay. You do. Okay. Yeah. So I have that and then I have the uh, the trainerized stuff. So if anybody wants to do like customized bigger programming, I'll have that available too. But gotcha. um and then if anybody's ever interested in training with me one-on-one -on -one and getting in the gym i don't really say no to anybody so i'll make time for you regardless nice. so i mean that's where i i love being one-on-one -on -one in the facility more yep. so than online yep. but you know being with the soccer team is kind of limited the availability right now but you know i'll probably how much time are you spending up. with them how many hours a week do you spend with them um i'm usually at the stadium probably for about uh i usually get there at 11 a.m usually and leave at like three so probably yeah a lot okay. Okay. <laughs> like maybe like 25 hours a week okay we okay. uh games are not too yeah whatnot but yeah it's a lot of it's 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 work yeah i'm there yeah yep. we yep. do it do a lot for the squad <laughs> what do you got there, what is Mike? your uh, huh i was gonna say what is your like your ultimate goal for each athlete like my goal as a PT with like, especially a lot of sports performance with these kids is I want to build such a strong foundation for them that when I send them over to, to Joe, that it makes his job so much easier to progress them to get there. And I want them to have that foundation where Joe is able to get them to that level. So then they can get to the higher level stuff that they're trying to do. And like, that's my goal for all of them. So a lot of the athletes now, the PT component you know, I think a lot think that it's good, but they're missing a lot. You know, they're being cleared out of PT when they still can't do a lot of basic stuff. <clears throat> so then someone like Joe is trying to clean that stuff up and he's kind of trying to go into the realm of the PT and doing stuff. And he just winds up either sending them back or having to refer them out because they're not ready, you know? So when it comes to you, like, what are, what is your goal? Um, I think, you know, being able to kind of go through so many different, um, we were just like talk with so many different athletes and being able to pick their brain and see what, cause they all have something different that they want to work on. Um, I think if I could just, and we touched on it earlier, if I could get them better moving laterally or understand more rotational concepts and things of that nature and just find where they're comfortable with their foundation as an athlete, I think we're doing, you know, a good service to them in that nature. Um, obviously Even I want to get they them. Are. Yeah. I, I always want to get them faster, more explosive, 
but you know at a certain point you just gotta pick kind of one thing and kind of roll with it for them but and I, and I feel like a lot of them just lack in those two areas that lateral and that rotational aspect so if we can help out that way I think you'll see a different athlete when they go back to their um the sport or the like in season do you have any uh tests that you'll run them through to see their progression like they'll have them do a test at a certain point and retest it in four to six weeks or something like for interesting that's like what we learned with the quick board they'll come on they'll do a certain drill and then you go through your training when you find the deficits on then they'll retest that again and see if they could beat that time or have better quality they actually have like leaderboards on the things so it gets a little competitive so that kind of keeps them motivated and fun like wow i gotta nail this drill yeah I, I, we have a couple like handful of drills that we kind of go through in a time pattern. So we'll take those times and kind of go through them month to month and just see where they're at after that. But um, like I said, I'm not a, um, also, I'm not a huge fan of just using cones for drills too. So if I could get somebody, yeah. So I mean, only fitness I just, special. yeah, man, I mean, at a certain point, you're just, you know, nothing's happening. I mean, nothing's happening. Tone shuffle, Joe. I mean, tone shuffle. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. We don't, when I see a lot of your videos, you don't see, uh, you don't really see hurdles. You don't see cones. Um, you do see boxes. You're flying up onto the boxes and either jumping down or, you know, but you don't. You don't see cones. You're just using the ground. You're using the ground because, yeah. you know what, to be honest at the end of the day you're not having those things out on the field unless you're a track athlete and you're you're you know you're a hurdle runner you know like so get comfortable with the ground that you're on you know and and, and move freely around it i guess right oh absolutely i mean i think that's like the biggest misconception is that we need to train on you know unstable surfaces and sand and this that and the other thing i mean at the end of the day you're going to be on a flat stable surface so you may as well train on it yep. yeah like i mean i used cones when i was in ukraine that just was like point of reference and i felt dirty doing it but you know, <laughs> <laughs> i i had to you know right just said, like, I, I i needed something to just kind of relate it to i mean you're in a room where people that don't speak your language so right, i needed something to... as a point of reference yeah yeah yep. so, so i've also gotten very you know, dramatic with my hand gestures, even more so, even like super Italian now that, you know, because we have to wear masks so much. So like my hand movements are like out of control and things like that's that. All, that's, so. funny. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, but it works. It helps now, man. <laughs> yeah, they get it. They get it just in case you got to put it back on. Yeah, hey, you doing, man? A lot, of, a lot of movement. A lot of movement. It's crazy. Like spirit fingers always, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Mike, you got anything else for Carmen here? I know it's uh, he's he's kind enough to give us a you know good sixty minutes of his time. I I truly appreciate that too. By the way, of course, yeah, you know. That. I mean, I think yeah, I mean, I think this this is really cool. Um, we like to have you in our network because you know our goal is we want it. We want to get these kids better around here. We want to get them to the point where they could they could get to a little bit of a higher level performance and be able to express power and explosiveness, you know, um, and be able to get to that speed they want to do. It's just the foundation of a lot of the kids around here is really poor. So we're really working hard to try to clean that up so they can get to do the stuff. Cause I tell them all the time, look, I know PT is not, it's not the sexy stuff you want to do. Like, yeah, it's boring shit, but you have to do it. And if you don't have a strong foundation, it's, it's not going to work. You could try to get faster all you want. You just don't have the foundation to build off of it. You have to do this stuff. You know, so if you want to get to the fun side, that's what I motivate them. Like, you know, you got to do this. And when they're committed and they do it and they start getting there, then you start seeing the smile on their face and they feel good. Um, but, you know, we, we're still dealing with a lot of, you know, other uh, uh, clowns coming into the kitchen. Right, Joe? You know, the parents always reaching out to other places, getting advice from people. I don't even know some of these guys. We came across a quad specialist the other day um that's new yeah i know yeah that that's very interesting fun marketing there i mean you know i guess i call myself a blue specialist, you know like there already is the clue guy brett Contreras. you can't even yeah, use it that's right but, can't even use that. that's right that's right hey yeah, listen so too many hands too many hands in the pot make bad soup exactly <laughs> so so that's what we're trying to do we're trying to you know direct direct people the right way and keep them on track so they can get there uh, I think you'd be a great resource that, you know, you know, they can learn some stuff from, even if it's virtual or one of your online programs, you can connect people with that. That's the cool thing about where the power of social media is, you know, ignoring all the, you know, the clowns on there 
with their stupid comments and stuff and really aspiring to the people that want to learn and want to network, you know, that's what it's about. You know, I, cause I, I get a kick out of the comments on some of your posts too. Like the guys with the bands, they, they posted, I don't know if you saw this post, Joe, they posted Carmen's drill and like, good, but could be better. And, like, <laughs> whatever. and I'm just like, that oh, guy. That okay guy. I'm like, yeah, that's the, you know, there's always someone, you know? yep. That's, yep. yeah, that's social media. So, um, but yeah, when you really stick with the people that want to learn and want to progress with the net networking and stuff, you really do some cool things. So that's why this is awesome to be able to, you know, learn about this. And, I, and I'll tell oh, you what, sure. like, and this isn't, you know, this isn't just trying to, you know, blow sunshine up, up Carmen's ass. But like, if you go on to Google and just look up like top, uh, you know, sports uh, performance coaches to follow, He's, I believe you're number two, you know, and, and that's, that's a pretty, pretty amazing thing. Like, you know, again, I posted something a, a few weeks ago about when you were at the training facility, when you worked at, at fit life and that was four years ago, you know, and, and you were, you were just touching the surface of where you really wanted to, you know, to get to, and you're still getting there, you know, but it's just so amazing to be able to, to see the, the, the transition of you being able to really grow and grow the brand that, that you have. It, it's been, been solid, you know, and, and to be where you are. Um, that's why I bring you on because I, I, I think that people will really listen and get some real value and then, you know, getting on onto your page and seeing all the stuff that you're doing and not just watching the video, but reading about what you're talking about, what you're actually doing. And, you know, that whole thought process, I, I can't even get my head around that sometimes about some of the stuff that you're doing and I'm in the field and I've been doing it 21 years, you know? So it's just, it's, it's an amazing thing. It's a, a, a testament to the hard work that you're constantly putting in. You make it look so easy that it doesn't look like it's hard. And I, I'm serious. I know that you put in a lot of effort and you make it look so, so fluid and so effortless, you know, and, and people don't get that. Like, not everyone can move like that, you know, and, and but it doesn't mean yeah. that you can't get to that point, you know, with the right practice and the right understanding you know, of working from the ground up. But you, you do amazing work. I, I appreciate you, buddy. We're constantly going back and forth on on Instagram, DM and one another. So I appreciate you always reaching out. Uh, my intern, I'm going to break his stones right now. My intern over the summer is like got like a man crush on you. Um, <laughs> He had been following you. I told him, I said, just reach out to him and tell my, tell my sent you. He'll, he'll start to follow you. And he was like, really? So, um, but he was a great kid. He asked tons and tons of questions. He's at uh, Indiana University of Pennsylvania right now. He said, uh, I think he's a junior. This kid, I'll tell you what, when he comes out, he's going to freaking, he's going to be a really, really good coach because he's just, he gets it. He cares about it. He was playing in, you know, like he's got bands strapped up to him doing all kinds of stuff, like <laughs> just doing it on his own, you know, like yeah. so his curiosity. And, and that's where a lot of this comes from. Right. I mean, your creativity comes from curiosity of watching people and seeing how they do things. So uh, he was a great he was a great intern to have in there. Shout out. Shout out to uh, Ryan Cannon. Uh, hopefully he's uh, he'll listen to the podcast after we uh, we post it. Uh, hopefully he by has to morning. now. He got a shout out. He has yeah, that's to. right. That's <laughs> right. He has to listen. He's going to have to post it to all of his buddies and you know all that. But um, yeah, it just again, you know, not to get very wordy, but I just I, I appreciate your time um, and let's stay in touch, brother. Absolutely, man. You guys have always been uh, you know, fans are uh, appreciative of my work, and you guys, you know, hold this special place to me especially you guys you know the fit life and that family uh, i appreciate you guys hire me and let me do my thing there be like the short amount of time that we were able to uh do our you, thing you, there but you had you, you know. had you had your vision set i get that you had your vision <laughs> set that's that's okay that's all good stuff that's all good stuff where can people find you i mean obviously on instagram right yeah it's still uh at nooch underscore 13 if on instagram i'm not big i'm not a big tiktoker but i'm not on there so okay. i'm not doing these corny dance moves like a That's lot of it. these trainers are well, i mean you, you know? kind of are doing dance moves they just, they just look better than dance moves you know so. yeah but if anybody you know hear this if you're a local guy in chicago girl athlete whatever you want to come train you're more than welcome to shoot me a message i'm 
always willing to chat and have you come check out the facility. Awesome. Awesome. Michael, where can they find you? On the Instagram at the honey badger underscore juicy. Also on juicy. Yeah. We're going to be posting all the juicy information on PT and training, Spartan race, all that stuff. I got another article coming out doing Durley. We're going to do some compound single leg movements uh, now. Um, again, more foundational stuff, trying to add a little bit more juice in with this one. Um, so that was, that was the recent thing. I started with the spiral technique. We learned from Trent after the blood flow restriction on how to correct the RDL pattern and the valgus. And then progressing from that into some more single leg type stability stuff. Um, last one was a little bit more like impact control, how to land properly on one leg. Because in OCR and even for a lot of runners, you know, you have to descend down hills, very technical hills. A lot of these guys are rolling their ankles or they put the brakes on because they don't have that control. And I'm like, well, when do you ever do any basic stability stuff of landing on one foot? And they don't ever do it. Right. You know, uh, right. so there's some cool, just simple drills on there. I'm sure you've seen some of the stuff I've done with some of our athletes, yep. basic bounding, hopping, landing control stuff. So, um, that's what the next article will be a little bit more, um, uh, a little bit more spice to some of the movements there. So nice, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, you can find me at coach underscore Haas. Uh, you can go to LinkedIn and find me at Joe Haas, uh, at H O S. And uh, this is the Coach Haas podcast. And you guys have been freaking amazing tonight, man. Enjoy the rest of your uh, weekend. And uh, we'll all be talking soon. Peace out. All right, guys. See you, Carm. See you, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me on, brother. You got it, man. I'll talk to you guys soon, all right? All right. Later, boys.